Live from Casa de Monte Cristo with Selena Marcus. It's smoking section. Another episode here. Podcast. Smoking section podcast. Yeah, here we are, man. Here at Casa de Monte Cristo. Where we at? Casa de Monte Cristo. Casa de Monte Cristo. (laughs) I don't know how they really say that. Um, It's Spanglish. No, it's not. It's like kind of an Italian thing. But... I'm very honored for this one. This is a, this is a really cool one. This is a really cool episode. It's gonna be great. Yeah, because we have here a guy who can I just say I love the fucking song that called the difference. <laughs> yep. By the way, you can curse on this. By the way, perfect. <laughs> can I just say that? Like, I heard it the first time I heard this fucking song. Right. I was talking to a friend, and I had said. I'd asked her some girl advice, and I said, so there's a difference between I miss you and just miss you before I even heard your fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> and so she goes, you know that's a song that came out, right? And I'm like, I don't know that. I'm like, what song? And she goes, she goes go look it up. I'm like, okay. And I looked at it, and I'm like, holy, I texted her and said, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> I love like, it. wow, that one hit home. Yeah. But we have here Valerie Recording Artist. Okay. All right. Tyler Rich. All right, all right. What's all up, right. guys? What's up? What's up, man? <laughs> I'm Sit. happy to be here, man. How you guys doing? Man, we're good, man. Sit back. Look relax. At, I'm he, relaxing. He's man. relaxing. This is, this is nice. He just got back from his bachelorette, bachelor party. Not bachelorette. It might have been bachelorette. It we might. don't really remember shit. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Budapest. He went where? <laughs> Look, I'm the only asshole in the world. <laughs> That has a bachelor party and says, hey, guys, I need you to fly literally halfway across halfway the world. across the world. And then 21 of them agreed to do it. 21. Oh, okay. I, 21. I have, a, I have a question. What is in Budapest? Did I say it? I can't even say it. Everything. Everything. No, it, uh, <laughs> I went to, I've been lucky enough, I've, I've traveled around Europe quite a bit over mm-hmm. my 20s. And um, my best man is uh, an exchange student from, or he was an exchange student in high school from Germany. Gotcha. And then so throughout my 20s, I'd always go back and visit him in Cologne, Germany. And then we would branch out and go see different countries and whatnot from there. And five years ago, we went to Budapest. Mm-hmm. And we just had the best time. Right. And we hung out with a buddy out there named Mickey that he's Hungarian, born and raised in Budapest, lives there. And he hosted us for five days. And honestly, man, for like five years now, every four months, he hits us up. He's like, dude, when are you going to come visit us back in Budapest again? And he happened to hit us up the day that we were hanging out, talking about what we should do for a bachelor party. Right. And so I texted the guys, and I was like, man, do you want to – you guys want to do something that's cheap to get to, domestic, right. like Vegas, Toronto – well, Toronto's domestic-ish, but something that's cheap to get to but expensive once you're there, mm-hmm. or something expensive to get to that's cheap as hell when you get there, like Budapest. Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my degenerate friend said yes, <laughs> and we went. One of the best captions my buddy posted, Alex, he said – Hey, Ty, remember when you had 21 of your best homies fly halfway across the world to go to your bachelor party in Budapest? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think I'll remember my bachelor party either. I don't, who, who really remembers it? What, your bachelor party? Your part? bachelor party. Like, who would remember their bachelor party normally? I remember I feel like mine. If, Where was it? Where'd you go? Mine wasn't as exciting as yours. I was here in Nash, Vegas, you know? Yeah. But trust me, we turned Nash, Vegas out. That's what's up. Oh, dude, we re- Nash Vegas in Budapest. We showed up 
uh, this party bus showed up and was like, get on the rooftop and you pour your own beers. It was kind of like a, like it was pedal taverns, but it was on a giant bus mm-hmm. and we're going to take you on this tour around town. And literally I was up top. I was like, we are a bachelorette party in Nashville right now <laughs> on this thing. And the locals are looking at us like, I fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop yelling in our historic district. Did you, there was, was there any karaoke? No, we passed the karaoke bar twice. And, um, luckily for me, my friends would prefer I don't do that. <laughs> they, oh my God. You got some good at, friends. You they got look some at that and friends. they go, Tyler, stay away. Do not grab that microphone. I'm like, thank you, God. You got some good friends. Because <laughs> I know a lot of people who, who, who have artist friends. They'd be like, oh, yeah, uh, you should go up there and do your own song. Dude. To <laughs> I have the friends that do say that. But the ones that get invited to a bachelor party do not say do that. Do not say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're from uh, Northern California. And uh, it's very, I was reading about you, and it's very, it's very different because you don't have a degree in anything music industry-wise whatsoever. Yeah, no. Uh, Economics? Economic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell there? What, what caused that? Dude, when I first started school, I went to, I started um, at Chico State mm-hmm. doing a music industry degree. Right. But to get your music industry degree, you have to first do music. And so I started doing, you know, theory and all these classes that was turning what I loved into homework. Mm. And then all of a sudden I'm 20 years old, not wanting anything to do with music because now it's what I have to do at school and when I'm out of school. And it was driving me crazy. So then I immediately was like, you know what, I'm going to switch to business. And so I switched to business and I got my associates in business. After that, I hit the road again, started touring and whatnot. When, by the time I decided to go back to school... Uh, Sacramento State was like, hey, that business program is now impacted. So if you want to get your bachelor's now, you actually have to do a whole extra year of community college. And I was like, hell no. And I was like, what are my other options? And the counselor said, well, if you want to go, you did really well in econ. And if you want to do an econ degree, you'll get out. You can start right now. And it's actually, you know, it's a really nice degree. And I was like, that sounds terrible. Let's do it. And uh, I graduated with an econ degree, and I hope I don't have to use it. I think I use it every day, technically. Right. Um, legitimately. Because there's a bunch of numbers and shit like that, right? Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's it's just life theories, and I don't really, man, I don't know. Every every decision you make is some sort of economics, whether it's money-related or not. It's supply and demand all day, every day, right? Right. Wow. Right. So I don't think I ever actually have to, hopefully I have to use it in the sense of me not wasting all my money, but mentally you know in everyday life conversations and yeah it uh it's a lot of theory and a lot of just i don't know man i graduated i somehow got honors too i don't know what the hell you didn't party that's the thing about sac state they don't allow they don't allow uh there you go that's why i mean that's why you made the honors yeah they don't allow like uh i was never in fraternities or anything but they don't allow even frat houses or sorority houses um they only uh they allow fraternities and sororities but not houses so you're not allowed in the city, like the city district, to right. live in houses together. Um, for some reason, it might be smart, it might not be, but all I know is that we partied a lot of bars, but never like the crazy house parties until. That's why I switched from Chico State to Sac State, mm. is because Chico State is like one of the top party colleges uh, in the country. Mm. And after one semester, I literally, I was like, I will never graduate if I stay here. <laughs> Because it is a shit show. It is Budapest in Northern California. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So um, let's talk about let's talk about childhood. So you 
you did, when did you start when did you start with music? When did you start listening to music and playing music again? Uh, it was always family for me. So it was my uncle Tim growing up. Anytime we'd get family together for hell, even Christmas mm-hmm. barbecues. They call them cookouts here in the South. Mm-hmm. We call them barbecues yeah. in California. Um, my uncle, man, he always had his guitar. He was this football college college football playing guitar singing cheerleader dating just mm-hmm. the man when i was growing up and he would get his guitar and a bunch of his buddies would show up and they'd sit like this with a bunch of alcohol and a bunch of guitars and they would just sing for hours and so i was obviously inspired by you know the greats like michael jackson and then country as far as like garth brooks and right i was inspired by the ones that inspire us all but on a local inspiration it was always my uncle and his friends and i wanted a guitar so i could just chill with them and play mm. music with them mm. and hang. And so when I was 14, I got one finally and started playing. And then within a year, I was, I was jamming with all of them. It was, it was awesome. That's crazy. Did you play any sports in high school? Well, I played sports a little bit growing up. But then by the time I got to high school, I did football. And I realized I was athletically declined compared <laughs> <laughs> compared to my buddies. <laughs> it was that first hit, wasn't it? Yeah, dude, it, was, it was like that first time where I kind of woke up on the ground. I was like, yeah, fuck this. I was like, uh, I was like, guitar has never hit me that hard. This, this dude. might not be. Yeah, yeah, this might not be for me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I just realized I was like, I got time for one after school special. And what am I good at? And I realized I was learning guitar way faster than I was learning plays on the field. And um, I, I chose music as my after-school special, and half my friends chose sports, half my friends chose music, and we're all still friends today. Wow. So what year did you move to, you moved to Nashville? What year? Moved here four and a half years ago, 2015. Four and a half years. You have a song on radio. You've had two songs on radio now. Mm-hmm. You're signed to a major fucking label. <laughs> yep. I'm going to say it. My man. I'm going to say it, because mm-hmm. it, it, it is. Let's... let's there's no words that can explain the, 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 no pun intended, the machine of Big Machine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's don't sugarcoat it? Dude, I, can't, it I can't sugarcoat it. Yeah. I can't sugarcoat that shit. Yeah. And, and um, so uh, you moved here four years ago, and you already have it. That yeah. black one there. They call it a uh, seven-town year. Yeah. Seven-town seven, seven, seven 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 year. Seven-town year. Ten As year, the bourbon hits. Ten or two. <laughs> Yeah, and what, so it went down because when I first moved here, it was ten year. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard seven, I've heard ten, I've heard this place sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard I'm leaving this fucking town. Yeah. yeah, I was lucky enough, man, that when I moved here from California, I lived in LA for so long that um, I was doing. Once I graduated from Sac State, I decided the whole goal was go to back to school, get my degree. I promised my family, mm-hmm. promised myself, mm-hmm. but then the big promise to myself was once I graduated, I was going to move back to LA and I was going to give music another shot. This time as a solo artist instead of in a band, instead of whatever I was doing before. Mm-hmm. So then I moved down to LA and teamed up with these guys and we started writing a bunch of music and then put out my first independent single, which was called Radio. Mm-hmm. And then that was about six years ago now. And then that just organically um kind of started doing its thing online this is before spotify was really big this was before mm. it was when i had these little download cards and i would walk oh, around for itunes like well it would be a, a free song from a reverb nation link on the back <laughs> oh wow dude and i would wow. make thousands of these cards and i would go to festivals like stagecoach yeah and i would walk around with these cards and i would tell people hey i'm playing next year they let me in here to promote ahead of time i'm playing next year i'm playing next year i always legitimately believed i would i thought 
I will play next year. It was never like a full lie. It right. was like, hey, I'm going to play next year. I'm promoting. Here's a free song. Here's a free song. Hit me up on social media. Let me know what you think. All my links on the back. All of a sudden in California, these DMs would just start flooding in and my social media started growing and growing and growing. And, um, just from these cards and from playing shows. And then if I would go play Cole Swindell in Sacramento, where I'm from, I would stand in line. I would go to the line ahead of time. And back in the old days, you used to walk the line with it like a Walkman. Right. And you would have your CD. <laughs> I would go to any concert you can imagine with a Walkman and just try to sell my CDs for five bucks, right? You see guys doing it in the malls, you know? Right. Like yeah. My equivalent was the lines at shows. And so now I would find the shows that I was actually playing and I, and I would look at it and I'd say, man, those first 200 people in line right now waiting to get up front for Cole Swindell or whoever I was opening for, those are going to be the 200 people standing in front of the stage right up front when I walk up there and they have no idea who the hell I am. Right. Why don't we go say right. what's up? Go and I'd hand out a card to every single person, say hello, say hello. So then by the time an hour and a half later when we're, I'm walking on stage, all those people in the front are now my friends. And they're like, what's up, dude? And they go crazy. And then, so flash forward, sorry, that just kind of turns into this massive organic thing happening in California mm. where then all of a sudden I get a message from Dustin Lynch's management company. Hey man, we've been following you. We love what you're doing. Do you um, want to leave LA? You want to come to Nashville and meet with us? So I immediately just flew out as soon as I could. And uh, I came here for the first time. It was St. Patty's day weekend, 2015. I got back in town. I was like, Hey man, do you want to meet up? Do you want to meet up? Do you want to write? Do you want to, uh, hang out you want to get a beer you want to smoke a cigar mm -hmm. and just created all these relationships with all of dustin's writers um to then all of a sudden my songs are getting better and i'm learning from the best and then all of a sudden now i've got a record deal and then a year later we're releasing the difference and then two and a half years later we're smoking cigars at here we are <laughs> <laughs> that's the nutshell Man, right there. that is insane <laughs> that is insane so you um so let's talk about this current single Leave her wild. We talked about your bachelor party, but so that obviously means that you're getting married. So the song is about your wife, your well, your future wife, fiance, your fiance, wife, yeah, wife coming up. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, she is Sabina. When I met her, I met her at Stagecoach. She was in the pit, dancing, looking <laughs> hot. Um, it was like two months later. I'm on the side of main stage watching Dustin perform. And I see her out there, and she's dancing with her friends. I'm like, we got to go talk to this girl. And get down there. We talk for five minutes. She takes off. She's like nervous. Blah, blah, I'm out. I have to slide into the DMs. <laughs> 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 the kids these days say it works. It does. It does. <laughs> we touch base. We start talking, hanging out. But everything about her, our entire first summer together, I have a song I wrote about. It's called The Summer of Us. And it's literally about every festival we went to that summer. We went to Dublin that summer. We went to Barcelona that summer. We partied our asses off for four months straight falling in love. So all we've ever known is this fun party, life on the road right. world together. And so a lot of times when you meet a girl that's like that, and a lot of times when a girl meets a guy that's like me, it's intimidating. It's You want that party when you first meet somebody, but then you want them to calm down you want them to tame down because of jealousy and because of mm -hmm. insecurities or because of whatever it is it's very common there's nothing wrong with it right but, um with her and i we've just always understood each other and she's an actress so i've had to deal with her making out with dudes in movies i've had to deal with her all sorts of shit in movies you know <laughs> and so, so so basically you you have a hallmark movie relationship 
We do. <laughs> On HBO. But so I, I wrote that song just about finding her the way she was and never changing her. And, you know, I was in a relationship in the past where I could never be myself because my girlfriend was so jealous of so many situations when in, in my mind, it, that was a five second hello or she was hot, but it was, you know, it was what it was and it was five <laughs> seconds long. No, <laughs> but no, but you know, shit happens, you know, <laughs> two, three months after Sabina and I started dating, I started meeting all of her best friends. And they all said the same exact thing to me. Thank you for giving us Sabina back. She hasn't been herself for a long time, and she is herself when she's with you. And uh, her favorite quote is from a poet poet named Atticus. Hmm. And it's, if you're going to love her, leave her wild. And she had it, like, on her wall in her room. And I went into the studio one day, and my buddy's like, man, I saw this girl posting this thing this morning. He said, if you're going to love her, leave her wild. I was like, oh, that's Sabina's favorite quote. And he goes, has anybody ever written that song? I was like, I don't think so. And then so... We came up with a few lines, like, if you're going to love her, leave her wild. If you're going to make her do something, if you're going to make her, make her smile. If you're going to let her do something, if you're going to let her, let her dance. Let her sing. Let her be whoever she wants to be. I heard it, and I'm like, I, I was like, wow. I'm like, I'm, because you got to realize how many people, people go through relationships where, like, the other person is trying to change or you're trying to change the other person to a way that kind of fits your comfort zone or what you, what you, I, I think about, an episode of Roseanne. Yes, I'm in. Did you, did you just yes, say Roseanne? Yes, I did. Yeah, yes, he I did. did. Absolutely. Yes, I did. <laughs> and, I, and, I'm, and I'm bringing this around full circle, I promise you. I thought about an episode of Roseanne where she was talking to Jackie about something. This is one of the old ones, the original ones, not the, not the new Roseanne. Um, and she had mentioned something about Dan, and she goes, it took me 15 years to train Dan the way I want him. <laughs> So it's yeah. like, oh, great. So you basically like molded your husband into what you wanted him to be. <laughs> 100%. Which we all do. Which we all do. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. All, it's all in, uh, you know, it's all in, it's all in moderation. It's in moderation. 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 That's a good yeah. It's in moderation. Yeah. It's in moderation. I love that you just quoted Roseanne. I, I quoted Roseanne. It's taking me back. That's, that's really like, I'm really going to get my, my black card. It's going to be taken away from me forever. <laughs> mm, I just snatched it. I snatched it hard. I like to. I usually usually like to quote "Meet the Browns." <laughs> I have an obs, I have an obsession, and I have for ten years, for me twelve the, years. Tyler Perry, everything. No, honestly, I I'm the same way. I would sit when I first moved to LA for the first time. I moved to Orange County. I lived in Huntington Beach, and my roommate and I both nightlife. He was comedian and a and a waiter. I was a waiter and a musician. Well, we were both trying to be the other. Right. But right. And during the days, we'd be free. And so we would just chill at home and watch shitty TBS sitcoms, which was like House of Pain, Meet, Meet the, the Browns. Browns. And honestly, that sh- is the funniest shit to me. But you can, all- and you can also tell how shitty like, the production was at that time for, those- for that network. Right. I still Compa- watch it, dude. So do I. Compared compare to what, what, like when he got over to own, how better the quality of shit was. Like, oh. That was the more serious shit. Yeah. I can't oh, watch really this. Dark, I'll dude. go over and watch I'll go over and watch House of Pain before I watch this shit. It got dark and it got dark and deep it and did. <laughs> So yeah. when's when's some new music coming out? You are, are you recording now? We uh we're about to actually go back in and record here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh well at least we're gonna start talking about it. Yeah. Um Lots and lots and lots of new stuff. Uh, yeah. we've been on the road playing I mean, the reason we ever even recorded Lever Wild in the first place was because it was a song we played all summer and all last year on the CMT tour. And yeah. live, it just blew up. And so many people would just DM us every day. Oh, my God, when can I have this song? 
I need this song now. When can I have it? And so that's what we do. It's like comedians will go out on a, uh, for a year testing new material and see what connects mm. the most. Right. And then they do their hour special on TV mm. based off that. And so that's kind of the way I see it is like we go out on the road for years at a time just playing new music, seeing what the fans are connecting to, seeing mm -hmm. what makes them dance, seeing what, what makes my fiance dance when I send her a new demo because, you know, she's in L.A. And it's like, hey, listen to the song I wrote today. What do you think? And if she FaceTimes me dancing, listening to it, I know it's something to revisit. Right. If she texts me, I really like it, then I'm just like, oh, it's okay. And so you're just constantly testing. And so we've been testing for a long time, and we're about to go in and figure out what the, uh, the next chunk of music we're going to record is. And right. I'm ready, man. I, I need new music out. Because you're, you're going to road also with John Party this, this fall. Uh, we're doing a couple dates. Doing a couple uh, yeah, dates. We're doing his CD uh, a week after the wedding. We're doing so party's actually coming to my wedding. Uh, so we're gonna celebrate. He's gonna celebrate with me, hammered with my crazy fiance, <laughs> soon to be wife. And then six days later, or actually a week later to the day, we're playing in New York City together for his album release party. Uh, so it'll be a, wow. it's a yeah, it's awesome. That's nice. He's wow. one of the first people I met when I moved to town. Really. It's crazy. So we, we grew up 30 minutes apart from each other, but we never knew each other. Uh, my uncle hmm. was his football coach at Dixon High School, blah, 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 blah. I come to town on that first day that I was saying to, for meetings and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I meet this girl, and I still don't know if this is true or not, but she told me, hey, anybody you want to meet, because I played this cover set at South that mm -hmm. used to be on DeMumrian. Yeah. And, uh, and she goes, you're good. Anybody you want to meet, I can introduce you. Who's on your list? And I was like, I, I you know, named a few, and, and she goes, okay, not those. Who else you got? <laughs> but I, I had said John Party, but she didn't know John. She's like, why do you want to meet John Party? And John, John had a, you know, a, he was killing it enough. Right. But right. he didn't have head over boots. He didn't have dirt on my boots. He didn't have a few right. of his, like, massive hits yet. Right. She goes, why do you want to meet John Party? And I was like, well, because we grew up in the same area, and I got to say hi. You know, and we randomly, two hours later, we're on Broadway hammered i'm with all these strangers i came out here alone you know i'm with all these strangers i just met having a great time i'd never been on broadway before and we were at rippy's watching some guy play and then went across the street to tootsie's and i left my credit card at rippy's i didn't realize until an hour later so then i'm like hey excuse me i need to be right back i'm gonna run across the street i hope my credit card is there i sprint back and the rooftop is basically closed there's nobody up there anymore the, the band is closed down mm. bartender's counting her tips and there's this cowboy sitting at the bar. And I, and I, and I like, hey, excuse me, I'm sorry, do you have my card? She goes, yeah, 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 I can see your ID. And she's like, okay, Tyler, Tyler, yeah, California. Oh, that's cool, what are you doing out here? I was like, oh, you know, blah, blah, And then I hear his voice, California. And it looks over, I was like, John Party. I was like, no fucking way. I was like, that does not happen. No what are the way. odds of that? He's the only one up there. And we start, you know, BSing a little bit and talking about Dixon High School and yeah. out here and. And he goes, what are you doing the rest of the night? I was like, hanging out with my new friends across the street. And he goes, well, dude, why don't you, uh, when you're done with that, hit me up in a couple hours. Why don't you come out to dinner with me and my boys? Went out to dinner with him and his friends, and we've, I spent five days with him straight just hanging out. He showed me the town. He, he was freaking awesome. No and, shit. Uh, and he just basically explained to me, like, everything you don't do. Same thing with Dustin, you know, like, yeah. don't go to Losers every night until 2 p.m. Yeah. or 2 a.m. Uh, 2 p.m. is a different story. 2 p.m. is a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a different uh, story. And, uh, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Do this, do that. And um, John's been one of my, you know, good good buddies in town ever since. That's dope. It's funny. It's funny. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Losers and Winners. I definitely just saw you at Losers and Winners last week. I'm there as often as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> I carded him, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Man, every time I go to Losers, it's a time warp. Like, Man. I lose all sense of everything. Yeah. I think everyone does. Dude, I don't, I mean, especially with wedding, all of this wedding planning, all of my free time has legitimately, every free minute I have, something comes in. Like, hey, we need answers on this, need an answer on this. And then I try to get Sabina's answers. Yeah. And it, she's non-existent. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I'll give you answers on this. I'll give you answers on this. And then that's done. I'm like, checked off, checked off. And you know when you have a checklist and that euphoric feeling you get when you click done? Yeah, yeah. I get that, and then I get an email that says, nope. (laughs) (laughs) New thing. New thing. Wow. It's the worst. As soon as I'm done, they're like, okay, cool. So what else can we do? So honestly, next week when this wedding's over, I don't know what I'm going to do with my free time. Enjoy yoga. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited. Enjoy life. Go to California. Go to the beach. We are going to California, but we're not going to the beach. Oh, that's a problem. She just booked a movie that starts shooting two days after our wedding. So there's no honeymoon? There's no honeymoon. Um, well, damn. So you think of like the gold rush in the 40s yeah. that went through California? Yeah. Now picture a bunch of gold miners out there in the middle of California. Like people think of California, they think of the beach in Hollywood. Yeah. California is not that, right? California is, is podunk is the rest of them. And- at least where I'm from. Yeah. And so she's shooting a movie an hour from where I grew up, which immediately I was like, oh, cool. I get to, if I go with you for, on set for a few days, right. I'll get to go home. But then I was like, I will have just been with my whole family for a week in Nashville for the wedding. Do you really want to be I don't want to see these people. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. If you're listening, Grandma, I know you're going to listen to this. I love you. Uh, but no, but I'm like, at first I was excited. But I was like, wait, I will have just seen the whole family. So I was like, it wasn't as exciting because usually I don't ever get to go home. Right. And so I was like, what am I going to do in Placerville, California, because it's po- it's the nineteen. 19- it's you take a train down there and you gold mine, and they didn't change a thing. It's just it's it's a charming little cool town. Wow! But it's an hour from Lake Tahoe, which is beautiful. Yeah. Like- so depending on her schedule, we might spend four days in Lake Tahoe, three days, mm-hmm. and then just drive to and from set. It's not yeah. bad. My friend has had a, a bachelorette party in Lake Tahoe, and she absolutely loved it. It's awesome. Yeah. I need to go. It's an hour and a half from where I grew up, so. Summers, New Year, everything. We always went to Lake Tahoe. Wow. Yeah, it's beautiful. I need to go to Lake Tahoe. You need to go, man. I recommend Lake Tahoe. You've been. I've been. I've been. It's awesome, man. I don't know what was going on. It was probably New Year's or something. They were shooting fireworks over the lake and shit. Like, that shit was amazing. It's kind of like you ever go to, like, Lake Michigan. Yeah. Either side. Yeah. And you're like, where the hell did this ocean come from? (laughs) It's so big, you can't see any sides. Wow. Lake Tahoe's massive. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, uh, if you post up on the right beach, you know, there's wake and there's waves and there's actual sand and um, as if California needed a beach. But if you get inland down close to Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go there. Yeah. One day. One day, when I become more successful. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. We can go together. Oh, I'm rolling with you then. Let's go, man. Okay. We'll go together. Sunday night after the wedding, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'll meet you there. We're going to treat that shit like Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what's next for you? So you're recording. What's, what's next? Who, actually, you know what? Scratch that. Who's your dream person to open for? Dude, I, it was Keith Urban, and I just got to... Really? Yeah. How cool? Okay, so how cool was that? Uh, yeah, incredible. So here's the deal: is that it was a festival setting, and we were first on main stage. Mm-hmm. Getting to play main stage is already amazing, right? But we were first of five, two weeks in a row opening for Keith. So it's not quite opening for Keith. No, that's op- don't, don't. But it is opening, that's for, opening Keith. for Keith. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and so um, one of Keith's uh, his utility player he does guitars, does piano and stuff. Um, a little bit of everything that Keith needs in a specific song. Mm-hmm. He's the dude and. I was hanging out backstage with him. He's 
big machine rider as well. And we're catching up and, and he has no idea that Keith is like my dude. So, I mean, I grew up with the nineties. So I grew up with Garth and Alan Jackson and Brooks and Dunn and Alabama. That was Mm -hmm. what got me in the country when I was a kid. Um, and then a lot of that like Americana country sound, Tom Petty, Credence, mm-hmm. that rock and roll hybrid kind of stuff. Right. And then you flash forward through high school, I kind of lost touch with it. But then my early 20s, it was Tim McGraw and it was Keith Urban and Kenny Chesney, like that, which I feel like is that, a pretty similar story what, to a lot of people. That's what kept me in country music. Yeah. And th- well, that's what sucked me right back in. Yeah. And, um, and so Keith, I mean, just his delivery, the way he sings, his, the way he caresses his vocal notes, like I've studied it. A lot of people st- are, you know, Keith guitar fans. Right. I've never been a shredding guitar player. I've been a, I've been a singer songwriter guitar player. I can shred a bit, but my thing is, what chords do I want to sing that's going to complement this melody we wrote? Yeah, hold and, it uh, down. <laughs> a lot of people are like Keith, dude. I love the way he shreds and it inspires me. He's incredible. The way mm-hmm. he picks up a bass guitar in the middle of his set and then goes and dr- he does everything. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's his vocals. To me, it's his delivery. And uh, and I was talking about that backstage with uh, with this player, and. He's like, well, dude, if you want to, uh, if you want to meet him, I can hook that up. But the problem is that he usually flies in on a private jet, lands ten minutes before showtime, and walks up and goes, "All right, guys, so I decided I want to do these songs in this order tonight." My terrible Australian accent, um, and I think you should change this part and change this part. And I was on the flight, and I was like, "It would be really cool if we did this thing instead of this." Let's go one, two, three, break. And he goes, "And that's usually pretty much as much as we see Keith." Oh shit! So then I'm I'm, I'm walking down this like alleyway between buses. And I see this handsome bastard, like off in the back. I was like, that's Keith. I saw the hair flip. And I kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, what a perfect time to grab a towel and act like I need to take a shower. And so I'm walking through and Barlow's like, oh, dude, Tyler, what's up, dude? I didn't know you were playing the show. We'd already hung out earlier right, that day. Right, right. Have you ever met Keith? And it was like this perfect like moment of I, I gave it like a minute. Hey, man, great to meet you. I'm going to go take a shower. I hope to catch up with you later. Walked away trying to be as cool as I possibly could. Yeah. It was badass. So the goal is. The little kid and the 20-year-old guy was in it was like flipping out. Like, right. Yeah, was, oh. dude. I was freaking out. And even like, I know, by Timmy, my tour manager that you hate. Yeah. Because he's a Cowboys fan. So yeah. Fuck Timmy. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, I'm a 49ers fan, so it's uh, fine. We, you know, we, we, yeah. It's been the rivalry the since day Listen, one. I, I am, Eagles? I am a, I'm an Eagles yeah. guy, but I am, I'm also like, that out? I'm also <laughs> any other team that doesn't like the Cowboys. Which is <laughs> it was rough when we were kids because it was like the Aikman and Steve Young and like yeah. that whole right. Nowadays I don't care as much. I'm more of a Seahawks hater. Mm. Um, okay, but uh, what, right. what's your team? What? My team, Baltimore Ravens. Y'all see that score this weekend? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Ingram killed it for me, dude. I did. Killed see it that. for me. I feel bad for anyone who had Miami Dolphins on their. Uh, any Miami Dolphin on their fantasy league? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I saw this meme this morning that said. Florida hotels now offering paid for paid <laughs> pay to swim with the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the players sitting in water just hanging out like it's, as a tourist attraction. It was so bad. Oh yeah. God! Took those little mahi mahis out of here. What, what pissed me off is that Lamar, I had Lamar Lamar Jackson on the bench. Oh. <laughs> so when I saw that score, I was not too happy about that. Mm. Like, are you Dude. kidding me? Yeah. He had like 55 points or something like that. Man, but I'm just glad they beefed him up. For a while, he was a little scrawny, and I'm just like, you're nothing against scrawny people, but I'm just like, bro, you're going to get cracked. Yep. And then I saw him with his helmet off and everything. I'm like, dude, it's Jack now. Okay, you yeah. can take a hit now. All yeah. right, I see what you're doing. 
Dude, football's back. Yes. We're talking about football, and we're not talking about wanting it back. We're it's not back. exactly. <laughs> That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I've been I've been an underlying uh, Eagle supporter for about five six years now. My mom mm. my mom remarried mm. um, a guy from outside of Philly mm. about seven years ago. Moved out there to a little town called Downingtown, right yeah. outside of Philly. Yeah, I know Downingtown uh, very well. Yeah, like six seven years ago. So I spend every Christmas out there now, and uh, getting to know my stepdad. I, I I don't know what to get him for Christmas every year, so I get him random eagle shit. And so when you guys won oh, the yeah. Super Bowl two years ago, oh, yeah. he calls me like fourth quarter and he goes, I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. I'm in my man cave, but I got your blanket on. I got your cup. I got your coffee mug. I got this. I got all my good luck shit around me in a circle. And he's all, I think it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Says every Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah, I, I wore my Carson Wentz jersey. Um, and I was watching it at a friend's house who happened to be a Patriots fan. Oh, man. Mm. So she got so aggravated by, like, the third quarter, we didn't know where she went. Well, she went upstairs to the other theater room and just sat and watched it by herself. <laughs> That's <laughs> For sad. the rest of the night. That's so sad. That's sad. That's very sad. That was sad. <laughs> that was sad. Bless her. Right? <laughs> but this has been great. I got to wrap this up because you got to get out of here. This has been great. Thanks, man. I want to thank awesome. you. For, I want to thank you for coming out, taking yeah. your time out of your thank day. Thank you, guys. This was the coolest podcast ever. Very relaxing, isn't it? Absolutely. I wanted to stay and hang out. This is good. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, like we'll have to get some drinks soon. Yeah, we'll have to put we'll, some TBS we'll get, on and we'll watch get some. To, yeah, watch some major. <laughs> <laughs> or some Madea. I'll be down to watch some Madea with you. Dude, Watch I love Madea. I love Madea. I love Madea. I love Madea. All right. Well, thanks a lot, seriously, for coming out. Thank yeah, you. Guys. Appreciate Thank it. You. We'll see you soon. Have a good one. All right.